You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, generate content, and grow brand awareness. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Eddie Saunders, Jr., head of demand gen at Flex Machine Tools, a machine tool manufacturing company. Eddie, welcome to the show. Great to have you. It is a great day to have a great day and a great conversation. I'm here for all of it, man. All right. Well, let's let's just dive right in. You sound ready to me. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> born ready. So our topic today is, and this came directly out of a conversation we had the other week to to prepare for the interview, is taking an empathetic approach to working with channel partners. So first, let's just kind of set the groundwork a little bit. Tell us a little bit about Flex Machine Tools and how you guys work with channel partners. Yeah, so with Flex Machine Tools, we're really just a manufacturer, or I should say a growth company disguised as a manufacturer. I'm really in high growth mode. Uh, we've, been, we've been doing really great lately and, and trying a lot of different methods to specifically scale our sales ops. You know, because you can always go direct, but we understood very, very early on that if we really wanted to grow and take this to the next level and scale up accordingly, we needed to have, you know, the channel partners. If we needed to have boots on the ground, we needed to have a national and even international presence to be able to really do what we wanted to do. And so it's definitely been an uphill battle like it is for anybody because these relationships don't happen overnight. You know, you got to cultivate them. You definitely have to plant your seeds accordingly and really be a good channel partner because a lot of individuals just expect it to happen so easily. But there are, you know, such things as good and bad partnerships and not all, you know, distribution partners are created equal. And so that's a lesson that we've had to learn the hard way in a lot of circumstances. But it's led us to a really good overall structure that allows us to facilitate a much better go-to-market strategy and have us really be bolstered with a lot more confidence as we go out there and just try to create more of a support role now that we've got the network really solidified, ever-growing, but solidified. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so what does it mean to you to take an empathetic approach to working with these channel partners? I mean, at the end of the day, everyone knows the terminology for the most part, B2B, right? So when you're in a business-to-business -business environment, I would argue that it is very much H-to-H -H always, which is human-to-human. And I don't know a lot of, I don't really know any human beings that don't appreciate a dose of empathy every once in a while and true understanding. And this, there's no exception to that specific rule or phrase when you're talking about working with your channel partners, because so many times, and, you know, I see it, even though like with me being a manufacturer, I don't get to represent other brands as much, but I still see that very self-ish approach. And of course, at the end of the day, you want your channel partners to sell product. That's really what it is at the end of the day. But they forget that they got to do that first part and they have to be good humans and good partners to them specifically and help facilitate that. Because if not, they're just asking for something without really providing or reciprocating anything in return. And so being able to provide that truly empathetic support role, it not only will increase a lot of that engagement, I think it also shortens that, that learning curve, shortens that relationship curve and allows you to build rapport much faster when you truly can be an empathetic human being aside from like, hey, here you go, here's some videos, please go sell my product as much as possible so that I can go meet my goals and please our investors. Uh, too many people are doing that. And I think that it sets you up to fail. And that's why we take a little bit of a different approach here and we get the results that we do from it. 
Okay. Just a minute ago, you used the word selfish, right? And I think as the opposite of, of empathetic. So what is, give me an example of sort of what this empathetic approach looks like. How do you, how do you develop relationships with these channel partners and, and how do you use empathy as a tool to make that relationship work? Sure. Too many people, it's just because they don't have their, their channel partners on their payroll. They don't, you know, they, they just kind of handle it in a very lackadaisical way for the most part. And they keep it strictly transactional. Now, at the end of the day, at the very core of it, it is a transactional relationship. But I would continue to challenge individuals to treat your channel partners as if they were members of your own team. And a funny thing could happen. They very well may start treating your product as if it was their own. And, and I think that it really goes a long way to be able to practice that and to take that approach of trying to set them up to succeed because it very much is a synergistic relationship. At least it's supposed to be synergistic, if you will. And so that would kind of be my big thing and on our huge approach of how we've been able to kind of tackle that conversation while also deepening relationships. Because even though the transactions are great, if you don't have a great relationship behind it, it's going to create some friction. And, and that's, that's never going to go away unless it's addressed, facilitated, and lubricated properly, you know, with, with conversation, with rapport, with trust and with proper support. Cause that's really what they need is support. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so now this is the B2B content show. So let's mm -hmm. focus in on content a little bit. Mm -hmm. How does this approach to working with channel partners have an effect on the content you produce and the content obviously related to working with these channel partners? Sure. I mean, one thing that we've done just to show that we're really bought in is some of our better channel partners actually have their own personal shows across the country where they'll, they'll host, you know, things at their facilities, you know, where they'll have like demo units. And those are huge opportunities because then their, you know, their channel partners, the direct extensions of our sales force get to bring individuals in to check out our machine. And so when it comes to content bases, we go a step further than a lot of other individuals are willing to go because most people want to selfishly just promote events that only they're going to be at or their feature that or the big trade show they're going to be at. But there have been numerous times where I've been in touch with our channel partners, marketing contacts or leadership to create little promotional videos to say, hey, we're going to be here at this time. Check out this machine. Here's some hype. And it's been well received because it doesn't take any effort from our channel partners, we're going out of our way to show that we care and we're creating content, not only just with them per se, but for them. And so it's something that they get to share, not only with their team, but their team gets to share that as well. And it's very much a buddy system in all reality. And you, I keep saying the word synergy. My, some of my two favorite words are empathy and synergy, right? And what's more synergistic than creating content with your audience in mind, but that directly helps and becomes a tool for the channel partners, which you're supposed to be supporting in the first place. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's one of the most, I mean, is, is there some selfish intention? Yes, because I'm getting eyes on my product specifically, but it's very much that team oriented bit. And when you can do that and provide that without them having to ask, because a lot of them mm -hmm. don't have a gut content strategy. So if you just do that little extra by creating a video with them for them, um, it goes a long way and it really goes back to that HH concept and being mm. truly empathetic, but also wanting a real win-win. That'll take you really far and content marketing is no exception to that concept. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that some of these partners have their own shows. Do you mean like a podcast or like a video series or something like that? No, let me clarify. They'll have shows to them. It's like a little mini expo where they have a bunch of machines in one of their like, oh, one, one of their, their facilities. And so they'll 
bring in some of their high intent prospects and local customers, fly them in, yada, yada. And then we'll have our machine there already at their facility because it's a demo unit. So that's their version of shows. And so we'll essentially promote that we're going to be there. And it helps because none of their other brands are really doing it. They just show up and hope that the channel partner brings in the leads when we mm-hmm. help you with that messaging to really drive it home. So they know we're looking at us, but we are together. Okay. Got it. So it sounds, so going back for a second to what you just said about sort of creating content with the channel partners, mm-hmm. it's, if I'm hearing you right, it sounds like there is at least two layers of value there. There's value for you because it is showcasing your, the machines that you sell and it's, so it's part of your content marketing. But it also is valuable, and, and it's valuable for the channel partners as content that they can use. Mm-hmm. So I guess there may be three layers. But then the, that's two layers of value. And then the third layer is by dint of, as you said, going out of your way to create this content with them without them having to ask, you're getting the value of strengthening your relationship with them because you're doing something cool with them and you're providing value. Is, am I on the right track? hundred percent. This is multiple layers. This isn't just one little benefit, feel good, warm stuff. We're playing chess here. And if you're not playing chess with your marketing and your partnerships, and you're not out there looking for truly synergistic win-wins, then you're going to put out a lot of selfish content. People are going to see right through it and it's not going to serve you as well. So I'm, I'm so happy that you've kind of laid it out the way you did, that there is a multiple layers of benefits. It's not just, here's a piece of content. Cool. Hope you show up. There's levels to this. And it just continues to solidify the point of why these types of collaborations and this type of mindset, it's super beneficial to literally everybody involved. It doesn't have to be I win the most every single time. If you Mm -hmm. really want everybody to win and have creative ways to do that, everyone's going to be happy. Yeah. So what's your advice to marketing teams that similar to you guys work with channel partners and they want to strengthen these relationships and, and use content to do it? What's the, how do you begin that process? I mean, depending on the level of engagement that you have with your channel partners, I mean, not every channel partner has a marketing contact. Some of them have like a one person situation or at least a, an internal champion. You have to get to know them first. You have to get to know them and or leadership, period. That, that's, there's no exception. You have to do that because, of course, you can get in touch with the individual representatives and there's some value to that. But there's more value for from a sales perspective to have that relationship there. When it comes to a collaborative effort, you have to have your internal champion that's going to be able to tell you what they want, what they can do, and have a little bit of say in it. Now, if you're a professional marketer, like a lot of individuals listening to this, you should go into that conversation equipped with ideas. Because if you think that they spend their day thinking about their content schedule, they don't. They don't. The most marketing they think about is the next appointment or the door swing they can go to, the next maybe networking lunch, maybe a trade show. They're so used to their value being provided by being in front of your face that that is all they think about, period, for the, mm. for the most part. So you having this type of already built-in, baked-in ideas, that's always a really big thing. Don't enter these conversations for brainstorming sessions. Enter them with your sharp weapons already ready to go see what swings the best, see what makes sense for both of you, and also be prepared to explain things, um, and not in, in layman's terms, you have to dumb things down, but you have to remember who your audience is. These channel partners are very transactional. And so being able to relate it to that specifically and creating that win-win, I, I, I really haven't had a lot of channel partners who, are, who aren't open-minded to ideas that I bring to the table. 
That doesn't mean, you know, they like every single one, but they're at least open-minded because I'm coming to it with their benefit as well in mind. Goes back to empathy. Mm -hmm. And I would add, it goes back to offering and adding value with every interaction. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. They totally see value in that because if you can help them win more business, they will be open-minded to it. Open mind. Mm -hmm. If it's a bad idea, you'll shut it down. Or if they're not comfortable, they'll, they'll shut it down. That's fine. You learn. You learn. But mm -hmm. you'll be able to really click with individuals. And if you come into that with the intent of adding value for both parties, you'd have to be in a really bad mood to, to you know, turn your head away from that. Mm. Right. Or not or, want to make money or deepen relationships. I don't mean to be clay, cliche, mm -hmm. but some people right. out there are just really happy with what they have. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Okay. A lot of great stuff there. Well, Eddie, thanks for all that. It's a, this is a really fun conversation. You're a very good guest because you bring such great energy to the show. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, my man. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.